welcome to the Miracle Moon podcast. If you are a NICU parent, past, present or future, this podcast is here to support you through it all. We'll talk about common things that NICU parents have been through with the hope of normalising how you're feeling. We're a couple of past NICU mums who've got together to support other parents through their NICU journeys. Each week we'll be talking about topics all parents go through because we've been through it too and we don't want you to feel alone in it. Um, so today we're going to have a little bit of a reflect on 2020 do a bit of a new year's special if you like um we set up miracle moon within this year so we thought that we'd have quite a little bit to chat about between the two of us thinking about how this year has gone so there we go so i'll start by saying hi georgie hi yeah sorry no one interesting just us (laughs) skip this episode (laughs) no don't No, we need to put one of those, um, I can say safe word, not safe word. <laughs> not a safe word. <laughs> At the end, what is it called? Password? Password, yeah. Not a safe word. This is a not different a kind of podcast. <laughs> yeah, so we'll put one of them at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Oh, I've got to think of what it is now. Okay, got one. Okay, you got one. Okay, fantastic. Okay. So how have you been? How has your holiday been? How has your Christmas time been? Yeah, good. Just relaxed, really. We um, we were lucky enough to be still in tier two for how, I mean, how weird is this? But we were yeah. still in tier two for Christmas Day and so were Greg's parents. So we went there for Christmas Day um, okay. and then straight into tier four at midnight on Boxing Day. So... Oh gosh, you went up two tiers. We did. We skipped it. Well, we'd been like sandwiched between tiers um, right. for like the the previous week, so I was mm. I, it wasn't a shock. But yeah. yeah, but it was nice anyway. It's been relaxing. Been on walks and things. And yeah, what about you? Yeah, it was. Um, we were a tier three, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, it we went to see um, my husband's parents as well. So um it's it's just been a bit weird hasn't it and I guess because you know some people were in tier four it just felt hugely unfair mm. like the difference between everyone I guess before when we've done lockdowns it's just been everyone in in the same boat yeah but this time it's like oh no there's some people who aren't allowed to see anybody and there's some people who are so that just didn't feel right at all yeah I had some friends that were like going to the husband's parents and they went into tier four so they went to the white the like my friend's parents and it's like oh that's hard isn't it for the Mm. for the other grandparents yeah exactly suddenly they're not gonna see their grandkid at Christmas yeah yeah no it's horrible rubbish but But hopefully 2021 will and the vaccine is bringing some light at the end of the tunnel simple politics shared that really good thing today didn't they and it's just like fingers crossed (laughs) yeah and I mean for, for them to put out something that is so hopeful for me I felt like that was a real like I don't know shed like a little bit of hope yeah <laughs> coming out of there um yeah I mean yeah. it's not been all bad has it this year it's I feel lucky because no one close to me has been touched so far by COVID um okay. in terms of seriously anyway mm-hmm. um they've either got away with it mildly and I mean we've got a nice house we can sit we're warm we've got food 
yeah just gotta try and try and be grateful however hard it is sometimes but I mean I've definitely had low moments but yeah. going into 2021 I'm over, my overarching feeling is is grateful yeah and I think that that's where I'm at as well with the end of the year there's been definitely hard bits and I think that you need to you can't just straight away go in there with gratitude because then it kind of squashes all of your other mm. feelings doesn't it it's like oh I'm not I'm not allowed to be angry about this I'm not allowed to be sad about this I need to just be grateful about it mm. but if you've done if you've done that bit where you felt angry you felt sad yeah and and then you move into gratitude it's different yeah it's also not linear is it like I say that not today three days yeah. ago I cried all day yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, so, and I yeah. think that's the thing about the kind of COVID emotions is it is all over the place, isn't it? It's like mm. one moment you're like, I'm totally fine with this. You know, I'm going to be setting goals. I'm going to be, um, you know, making the most of this and all this kind of stuff. I'm really lucky. And then you're hugely sad and you're thinking about all the things that you're missing out on. And then you're yeah. angry about the fact that, and you're like, I'm done with this. So it's like you're all over the place. I think... It, hit, it it often hits me I often end up having a bad day like after I've taken Margot somewhere and she looks longingly at other children oh. <laughs> and it's like oh I wish that you could just play and like touch things <laughs> yeah yeah for me it's the missing out bit I think yeah. the most and like the thoughts of what this year could have been like and then I also wonder of whether it's impacted him because so Arlo's just started doing shy yeah so um what I mean by that is that he started like when people come up to him like saying hello or they kind of do big expressions his head goes down um which he's never really done before so it's Mm. like he's being shy which I don't really want to reinforce so I'm just not mentioning (laughs) it yeah (laughs) It is cute. And so that's what people want to go, oh, were you shy? But I'm like, I just, let's not pay attention to this kind of behavior. It's just maybe it's a bit of a phase because my yeah. husband's, my husband is very shy. And I think that's because it was just reinforced all the time of, are you shy? Kind yeah. of thing. And then people describe you as shy in yeah. your presence. And it just, yeah, you just end up shy. <laughs> exactly. The shy exactly. one. Yeah. So I'm just trying to not pay huge amount of attention to it. But I yeah. don't know whether that would have been different if he had been able to mm. I don't know mingle earlier on in life I mean it's I know he's doing tell, nursery but yeah it is it's hard to tell and you don't know what what kind of impact it's had on all of these kids and that's where my mind goes with it all I think yeah that's the main thing that gets to me the impact well the potential impact on Margot um and the fact that yeah the first year of her life has basically been our lounge yeah um yeah. and that's and it's hard it's hard as a parent as well like really hard being mm. in or the only basically the only option of something to do is going for a walk yeah like the the day I the bad day I had the other day was I was saying to my mom I was like it's raining today under normal circumstances I would ring a friend and say shall we go to soft play mm-hmm. or something or or we'd go to each other's house and just let the kids play and it just gives you a little bit of a break yeah whereas basically I feel like I've been in the lounge feeling like I should be playing with her but not wanting to constantly play (laughs) for a year or like nine months and it's just yeah it gets a lot sometimes like today I feel fine about it I'm like I've been doing the best I can and aren't we lucky tomorrow I may cry all day again (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think the thing for me is it's thinking of all the kind of things that you can do 
Mm. Um, and that's the bit when I find comparison difficult. So um, I, I don't massively find it difficult about much else, but when I see other parents playing with their kids on Instagram or having like created this kind of sensory yeah. play thing, then I'm like, oh God, I should be doing that or, know. you know, that kind of thing. Um, I'm like, I don't even own a tough tray. I do not own a tough tray. <laughs> I was like, I was like panicking after um, <laughs> Christmas. I was like, do I need to get a tough tray? I was like, no, I feel like I can just put stuff on the floor. I think you know, okay. I've had a tough tray in my Amazon basket for about three months. Have you? I'm like, I feel like I need a tough tray to be a parent. Like to be a good mum, I must have a tough tray. <laughs> Apparently not yeah. though. But no, I know yeah. we've been speaking about it and like saying that we see people on Instagram like baking with their kids and stuff. Honestly, if I tried to bake with Margot, she would burn the house down. <laughs> I don't think you put her in charge of the oven though. So no, <laughs> no. I think I, I don't think you do that bit. <laughs> oh, okay. That's where I'm going wrong. <laughs> no, but honestly, she would still. Um, she'd find yeah. some way to break stuff. Or also, she doesn't. She doesn't, she's not interested. No, that's the thing. Because I tried to do baking with Arlo and he just cried. I was like, this isn't fun. I don't like baking. I don't like baking. You're crying. You clearly also don't like baking. Exactly. Exactly. So you tried to do some kind of wholesome activity and it just doesn't work. I know. Or you put, like, I said, sometimes if she goes for a nap, I mean, I say sometimes twice ever, um, Mm -hmm. I'll set up something for when she comes down and she just cries or just like destroys it and then moves on to something else I'm like wow I literally could have been sat watching Bridgerton whilst I set that up (laughs) (laughs) but no I was seeing a monkey in a tree yeah made of rosemary (laughs) I never did that I never did that (laughs) just need to check it (laughs) is this something I should be doing (laughs) but I think that that's been the hardest and that you know the other part is the friends not being able to like you said like just sitting in your lounge yeah um, because then the kids can kind of play between themselves and you can have a grown-up chat um, yeah even if you're playing with them at the same time at least you're chatting to someone or you feel like you've got a little bit of company yeah yeah exactly otherwise it's just, it's quite intense isn't it when it's just you and your child it's really intense and I don't know about you but I end up like thinking oh nap time what time's nap time yeah and that feels awful mm. Yeah, so, I when I get that feeling I often if it's not raining I'll just get out and go for a walk but mm. that, you don't always want to do that <laughs> no and I mean it, I do that quite often if I'm having like a heavy day and it's normally when I'm not able to get out of the house that mm. I'm just like is it bedtime yet is it nap time yet yeah and, and I think because he gets het up as well because um it, same four walls all the time yeah um, must be boring for them as well like all they want to do is explore and discover stuff yeah and it's the same but I try yeah I try and shake up the lounge a bit but I think it's mainly just managed chaos mm. I remember when um the first lockdown when we came out of that first lockdown because it was I can't even remember how long it was I think it was like a couple of months mm. and I didn't see anybody within that time I was super super locked down within that and then I remember going to my mum's garden and Arlo just being like transfixed with the fact that she had loads of plants of different colours in her garden mm. and I was like oh my god he's like literally really not seeing colours because my house is white <laughs> I was like he's just not experienced like colours like this before and then I was like oh I feel awful 
But essentially the message is there's something to feel awful about <laughs> yeah, in everything always. we do like yeah. everything you could be doing you could be someone else's definition of supermom and still feel awful yeah yeah and you know it's that mum girl stuff that we were talking about before and if you can do something about it like it can be a motivator can't it like you were saying like yeah. if you you kind of check in with yourself and go okay I need to go outside or mm. I, I need to engage a little bit more or I need to look after myself a little bit more so that I've got a bit more energy yeah um, but sometimes there's not a huge amount that you can do about it so you've just no. got to be kind to yourself because it, like what I would say to you is completely different to what I'd say to myself yeah exactly you've got to try and think about what you would say to someone else haven't you that that yeah. was looking in but that's not easy I mean 2020 has no. been a tough year to be a parent Oh yeah. There's like especially to a toddler, I think. Mm. Because there's not you're basically guessing what they want as well. <laughs> yeah, they're not able to communicate it. So and we I think we're we're both just in that phase now, aren't we, where they're just very, very clued up about what they want, but they're not able to communicate it to you. Mm. Um, so that's difficult. So mm. you know, normal mum challenges that are just kind of put under a magnifying glass because it's been 2020 exactly because you're stuck at home yeah I say stuck um, at home again come back to the gratefulness but you're stuck mm-hmm. at home essentially <laughs> yeah yeah and you know there's there are ways of reframing it and there's ways of thinking about it differently but it and we will see loads of kind of posts about that won't we like mm. how can you reframe this how can you be grateful for this you have to be in the right headspace to do that mm-hmm because if someone's throwing gratitude and reframing at you when you're like, no, I just feel crap, that is not helpful. And then you feel bad for feeling crap. Yeah. And it's a cycle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like wherever you're at, it's fine. There's a time for gratitude and a time for positivity, isn't there? Yeah, totally. But I mean, a positive thing for us and hopefully for a few others that has come out of 2020 was Miracle Moon. Yeah. And I know I am grateful that Frankie came into my life because I would now class with a very good friend. Um, I mean, not all the time. Sorry, do I need to say that back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, hello. Uh, is anyone there? <laughs> ditto, ditto. <laughs> she looked really awkward saying that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and hopefully I like to think we've helped we've helped at least a few people and this is just the start of what we hopefully have planned to help this community of awesome women and men that we are building um mm. and hopefully 2021 will be a year for big plans we've been discussing a few things yeah and I think that there's there's a lot that we can do because there's it's just such a I know we said this before but an unseen group of people isn't it mm. um that need so much help and like I was saying to you earlier that I was doing this webinar for GPs um and I was giving kind of facts and figures and one of the facts was that um you know 70 percent of people out of the NICU have problems with their mental health and yeah, that's mad. just a huge amount of people and if you think about the fact that that will be underreported um, yeah that, that it's going to be absolutely huge the amount of people who are struggling um and a lot of people don't access support no no it's it's ridiculous when you think Mm. when you think it's actually ridiculous especially within how underrepresented and how little it's spoken about even within medical fields Mm. that should be aware of this yeah 
like in the general population it's understandable because people don't like to think about bad things happening and it's natural to think oh that, that's not going to happen to me mm. and we all live our lives a little bit like that about everything mm-hmm. um but in the medical community and the medical profession it's just it's just crazy that it's so little talked about and I think the six-week check is, is one of the massive things that we've been talking about between us and with the community that's something Frankie you've already started working to change with that webinar so hopefully we can reach more people this year as well yeah definitely and I think you know that first step is just raising awareness so Mm -hmm. when I was doing that webinar it was just talking about a lot about the kind of stats of look this is a group that are struggling so when you have someone in front of you who has been through the neonatal experience just handle them kindly yeah just you know offer them support um have a little bit of an understanding what they've been through rather than just brushing off the fact that they've spent however many weeks in hospital or however traumatic it's been yeah and also there's the other thing that people often message us and say oh they feel bad for feeling this way because they were only in for a week Mm. however many times we can say it doesn't matter no it doesn't matter and it completely depends on what your experience was but how you experienced it Mm. as well like if you had you know horrific things that happened that's one thing but if you experienced it in a way where it was really very very difficult for you that's you know it's your experience isn't it Mm. exactly yeah and I think one of that you know another one of those stats is that it's it's one in seven people who have some time in the neonatal unit that's a lot of people who have spent some time in there isn't it yeah, absolutely huge. So there's part of it, isn't it? You want to kind of raise awareness within the general population. You want to make people who've been through it feel like they're being listened to and validated. And you want medical professionals who work in that field to also have some understanding of it. So it's kind of three, mm-hmm. threefold, isn't it? And I hope that that's what we're doing. We're yeah. kind of targeting all three of those people, sets of people through Miracle Moon. Yeah. I think the other big thing, I mean, it's encompassed in that, obviously, but we've been speaking a lot about how you and I are quite comfortable now with our NICU experiences, mm-hmm. um, perhaps because we have spoken about it so much through Miracle Moon. Um, yeah. we, we've sort of, we're, we're at a stage where we're both not past it because it, it's always part of you and part of your child's journey, I think. Um, yeah but we're comfortable and we've processed it is probably maybe the best term. I don't know. You, <laughs> is that the right yeah. term? Um, yeah, well, I guess so. And it's for us, a focus this year is going to be creating content that will hopefully help others get to that same point as well. So not just um, maybe feeling heard or feeling empathized with, but also helping people to move past, not move past it. As, is that the wrong phrase? I don't know. No, I, don't, I, I think like we did a poll the other day, didn't we, where we asked people if they felt stuck. Mm. Um, and I think that, that a lot of people said they did. They feel stuck within that NICU experience, but they keep thinking about it. Maybe it's having an impact on their mental health now. So in terms of thinking about things like the anxiety that they're experiencing now, not wanting to leave their kids, um, health anxiety, worrying about their kids' health, worrying about their own health, um, fear mostly, isn't it? Um, yeah. And being stuck in that kind of space. Um, so yet moving past it in that kind of way moving with it maybe yeah um and growing from it growing from it and I think that that's something that we were talking about the other day is that like whilst we don't want this kind of like toxic positivity thing of you know you have to be positive about it but 
we can see that we have grown from having that experience mm. and we can look about look back at it in some kind of positive way um yeah. because of what we what we're like now as a result of that mm. um so yeah it is a bad growth I guess yeah and I think again like you said about not having the toxic positivity obviously we both will still have days and we speak to each other about it where we think oh that's sort of taking me back and that's a bit that's a bit hard or that feels yeah. that feels a bit hard we're not saying that oh we're, we're past it we've we've processed it it doesn't bother us anymore that's not what we mean at all um no. we both still have days where it sort of takes us back or we've both had experiences recently where people close to us have been in NICU with babies of quite close gestation um mm-hmm. to Arlo and Margot and that's been that's been difficult to process at times as well um yeah so it's not it's not all <laughs> not all positive I guess the thing is, is it's how much of an impact it has on you, isn't it? Because yeah. for, for us, we can go, oh, that's made me feel weird. I feel wobbly. I'm going to have a cry about it. I feel a bit anxious about it. But it's then the fact that we're able to then shut that door again. Or, yeah. um, hold we're not that. spiralling. We're not spiralling or it's not affecting our lives day in, day out. Yeah. And I guess that's, that's maybe the difference. And that's where you we want to help people get to that's the place where you're able to kind of go okay I want to take this out of the box I want to have a little bit of a look at it and now we want to put it back and now it feels like and it feels okay I have the choice and the control to be able to do that rather Mm. than it popping out at you when you don't want it yeah absolutely yeah Um, she's so good at explaining things and she should do this for a job really (laughs) 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 I think about it yeah think about your vocation okay and 2021 is also going to look a bit different for you Frankie because you have well semi-recently gone mm-hmm. self-employed it's something that I've been doing for a few years so it's similar although not in nap times only yeah. <laughs> that's a challenge um yeah. but yeah it's, it's looking looking different and in a positive way for you yeah so I, I for people who don't know um I was previously working in a hospital um, and I was working with people with behaviour that challenges it with dementia. Um, and I uh, handed in my notice um, around September time um, and decided that I wanted to instead go privately. So I now work for an associate for a company called Serendipity Psychology and I see people privately. So I see individuals and couples and families um, and do kind of work currently over Zoom um so I'm seeing people from all over the UK at the moment which is fun that I can do that um it's sort of opened that up hasn't it COVID because normally people would naturally just search for a therapist that is geographically yeah close I always have yeah me too me too but it now means that you can kind of go okay this is the kind of person that I want to see and you can search for that instead which is Mm. which is positive um so it's just kind of opened up the fact that I can you know work when I want to work Mm. in the way that I want to work and I can spend more time with Arlo which is what I felt was being taken away from me when I was going to be working in an employed way yeah Um, your commute was quite long as well wasn't it yeah it was about an hour so um it would have meant me kind of leaving the house at seven and not getting back till half six kind of time you literally wouldn't see him really yeah 
no um and i even if that was going to be for three four days a week i just didn't it didn't fit well with me and i'm lucky enough to be able to um make that job change mm. um and kind of go self-employed mm. um so it, it feels like lucky right. but also you've had work like years and years of hard work to get to the point that, yeah, that you sure. can so yeah let's yeah. not <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah well both of those things <laughs> <laughs> the only kind of difficulty that I'm finding with it is the days where I'm at home and he's at home. So if my husband's here looking after him, um, it's it's lovely because he's here, but also it's hard because he's here. Yeah. Um, because I go down and I then do mum bits. Yeah, it's still on you to make lunch. Um, yeah. yeah. And think yeah. about what the meals are going to be. And yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or I go down and he wants me and I'm I'm mum again. So I have to step out of being in my work role to then going into mum role and then step back into my work role, which I yeah. find difficult. It's mentally um, taxing that to, to sort of step between the two. Yeah. And I guess the thing is, is if I was away, I would get a lunch break and I would get like an hour of like, yeah. you know, being on my own and like Whoa. talking to adults. <laughs> no way (laughs) yeah I know imagine that (laughs) and I guess for you you've had that as well haven't you because you haven't had Margot in nursery she has been at home she has literally been at home um yeah and I've been working well I started Juniper Studio obviously in on the first of June I started um Mm -hmm. and then got onto not on the high street and things like that and but also went back to taking on my um graphic design client work again so websites branding and everything else um and I've been doing it yeah in nap times and evenings so you've done it it's been exhausting I think I got to Christmas and I was like I am not working between Christmas and New Year I just need to not um and I haven't which I'm quite proud of because good normally I'm like I'd find it impossible so every evening I I I've barely had an evening off basically since June mm. yeah um and it, yeah it got quite a lot um but she is going to start nursery in March mm-hmm. which I'm excited for for her but also for me and that's fine <laughs> yeah yeah it is fine and I know that at the beginning when you first signed her up it wasn't just excitement was it it was it was nerves I'm still yeah oh yeah no I'm still totally nervous about it um yeah especially having seen you go through it with Arlo yeah. although they are very different characters but I and and Margot tends to we haven't been around loads of people but you know when you're like out for a walk and someone says hi she'll immediately smile at them and mm. she'll go to the people that we did see over summer when you could she would crawl over to them and stuff um mm. but then there's no telling is there what they're going to be like because she's not really been left with someone that she doesn't know no um and I guess the th- yeah and like I said like he is more reserved as a character I guess mm. than Margot is but and we had a chunk of time that was really really hard with nursery but he's now fine yeah so and I didn't think he would get there and I really was it was like, only a few weeks wasn't it it was I don't know I can't really like remember three, how long it three, was three four weeks yeah maybe four weeks um but it was it was horrific while it was there and then just yeah. suddenly okay um and I thought I thought oh god am I gonna have to pull him out is he not ready for this and, mm. you know all those kind of thoughts of um, 
you know, this isn't right for him. Um, but then now I can stand there, hand him to um, the nursery leader person um and she's standing there holding him i'm standing here like and we're having a conversation he just goes in quietly happy that's lovely oh my goodness it's just it feels so much nicer i bet that makes work easier as well because when he was screaming i bet you were sat trying to work but actually just constantly thinking that he's really distressed completely and i would then call so i'd call in between clients and go how's he doing and they'd go he's not good and i was like okay but i can't do anything about that because i've got another client that i'm going to be seeing yeah um so it was yeah really hard but i i think they do get there they just yeah. i think they just they learn that you come back yeah um and i think that i think that's the bit that I struggled with at the beginning. I was like, I don't want him to feel like I've left him because that's what linked me to the NICU. Yeah. I think phoning for me will will feel will will feel hard for a moment. Because mm. it will just remind me of those nights expressing where you well, I always used to phone. So I'd wake yeah. up and pump and phone. Yeah. And and get, you know, the lowdown on how she'd been and mm. How many yeah. times they'd had to prod her to remember to breathe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it is just those little things that take you back to that. That thing for me is about leaving him and the fact that he was then crying and me mm. not being able to do the looking after him or comforting, which is the bit that I struggled with most yeah. with Nikki. So it brought back those feelings for me Yeah. Um, again. But again, what we were saying, like we're both able to say that's really hard and that's bringing back feelings of Nikki. Yeah. But it's not impacting our whole entire life. Yeah. Yeah. I guess able to kind of notice the fact that our brain's going there and going, okay, that's okay. And, but also, but I'm not there. I'm not in NICU anymore. And we're in a different place. And what he is learning is rather than I, I'm leaving him is that I come back mm. and I consistently come back and the most important part of that kind of attachment is the repairing so when yeah. you get back together so if you have a rupture in a kind of attached attachment relationship the fact that you can go okay I'm back now and let's have a really positive time together and I always really made sure that when he comes back from nursery I am fully there and it's me and him and I'm giving him loads of eye contact and I'm playing with him and all that kind of stuff. And then he's he's fine again mm. within a couple of minutes. But he needs a little bit of that me time so that he's like, OK, you do come back and you do love me. Yeah. Um, to be able to feel kind of repaired and that relationship's OK. Yeah. I need to prepare myself for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's always going to be hard, isn't it? I think yeah. even pre-COVID everybody says that this experience is difficult mm. flip sides to stuff isn't there because I I was always having these kind of thoughts of it's not going to just be me that's looking after him and that made me feel not great but there was also the flip side to that that I was like okay I'm not going to be the only person looking after him and that's good because yeah. he needs to learn like the way that other people work and give other people the opportunity to teach him things and look after him in a different way than I would maybe think of doing do yeah. different things with him so there's always a flip side to it mm. and learning how to sort of I guess it's play alongside at this age other children and yeah, yeah have exposure to different things yeah exactly so there's you know there's always that 
kind of positive way of saying it but it is mm. okay if it's difficult at the beginning I remember when um, I first started with Arlo and people were going it'll get better it'll pass all that kind of stuff I was like I don't care <laughs> right now I don't care this is just really hard yeah um but they were trying to be helpful and I guess that's you know I don't know whether you've had that with them um, when you were in NICU if people said those kind of things to you yeah I did I think I said pass. I've said previously yeah like it'll all be fine you don't know it's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And this is hard now for me. You don't know what's happening. Yeah. You don't know yeah. how I'm dealing with it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So when you're in that moment, when it's difficult, you just need someone to go, yeah, that's really hard, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. the flip side of it is, other than thinking about them and how hard it is, is also having time where you are just you mm. is really good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and important mm, yeah and I think that's something that I've really noticed I'm like oh, I'm I'm actually myself still <laughs> um I haven't just massively changed and now in mum mode all the time like even things like using my brain again I was like am I going to be able to do that I didn't think that I would no um, but I was like oh it hasn't all gone to absolute mush yeah um, I think it's like I when I started I didn't really put myself out there again as a graphic designer it sort of just fell from contacts hmm. just sort of the work has just fallen in um from someone I know and when the first one came in I was like oh, I don't know what to do yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm can't do this anymore and now uh, you, I'm getting back into it I'm like I can do this. I'm good at this. I remember now. <laughs> yeah. But I always felt a little bit like that whenever I went on like a two week holiday or something yeah. like that and then came back to work and I was always a bit like, oh, what do I do again? Um, but having like a year off, I was like, I actually don't know how to do this. Mm. I already feel like it after Christmas. I'm, yes. like, I'm like, oh, Monday. Nah. <laughs> that's another tough thing about being self-employed though is like when you're in the swing of working hard it's really hard mm. to get out of it when you're out mm. of it it's really hard to get back into it and I've got so yeah. much to do yeah so thinking about this next year for you because you've talked about the fact that you were working all the time and I know you've got nursery and stuff like that coming up are you going to do anything differently so I've not made new year's resolutions okay but I have resolved to mm -hmm. <laughs> um, not work every evening. Okay, that's a How's good that? one. Yeah, Maybe, that's good. Yeah. Obviously, what, there will be times where I will need to because it's quite project-based what I do. But okay. yeah, not work every evening. Okay. Um, I'll know more what that looks like once she's in nursery, I think. And I know how much yeah. time and things I can get done. Yeah. And what kind of things would you do with your evenings instead? Um, I don't know, because it's hard because my hobbies are drawing and mm. creative stuff, but it's also my work, Yeah, um, which is lucky, but also makes it quite hard to switch off. Mm. Um, or um, reading. I miss reading. Mm. I've been reading over Christmas. We've been talking about this book, The Montessori Toddler, that I've been reading that Frankie's now bought because we're the same person. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'd like to do more of that, like reading for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I would like, I've been reading over 
Christmas as well. But I realised that when I read, I read for other people. So I read for Miracle Moon or I read for my clients yeah. or that kind of stuff. So I would like to do some reading for me. Yeah. Um, Anything else that you want to make make a change in this year? Do you know, I just, I really, really want to focus on the being kind to myself bit. And I don't want that to be like a throwaway comment. Like I felt like self-care can be quite a... I don't know, throw away comment on it. Like, look after yeah. yourself, have a bath, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like me, not just baths. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, I can do more than just have a bath. But... Also, I hate baths. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Oh, just we're not stewing your own dirt. Yeah, no, I I, I enjoy it for like a, a time. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm done with this. Fine. But yeah, back to being kind to yourself. Yeah, so for me, it's more of a mindset thing. Mm. um so and I think I've done quite a lot of work over this past like few months of like if I'm starting to think in a particular way and starting to spiral or starting to beat myself up that I'm able to catch it a little bit better um and and be kind to myself in that way so I want to keep that going I want to put myself first a little bit more because I do so much looking after Mm. um so I do a lot of looking after of Arlo of my husband of my friends of my family and of the people that I work with yeah um that I just want to do a little bit more looking after of me which I'm not very good at yeah it's hard yeah um so there's a whole whole different way that I'm trying to think about things so like you know I want to move my body in a way that feels good I don't want to punish myself for eating by exercising like that's how I would have normally done it yeah um you're doing it for your body rather than as a punishment yeah yeah exactly rather than being like oh my god you're so fat you ate so much over Christmas I want to be like okay I enjoyed Christmas I enjoyed what I ate over Christmas that's okay I now want to move my body in a way that feels good and I want to eat stuff that makes me feel good too and if that happens to be a massive hot chocolate that's fine too Mm mm-hmm so that's the way that I'm trying to think. And that's my, I'm not going to say resolution, but that's like I was talking about on stories. That's the value. That's how I want to live my life. So yeah. um, that's something that I'm going to be checking in with every day. And if I notice that I'm starting to think about unhelpful things or do unhelpful things, then I'm checking again with that value of being kind to myself. What am I doing? Do I need to change my behavior? And that's the way that I'm kind of moving, I think. It's a really important every, one for everyone to do this year, I think, after after the last year everyone's had. Yeah. I think and do you know what's, yeah, what's interesting is I started, I had a look on, I got tagged in, you know, when you get tagged in um, yeah. Instagram post giveaways type thing. Um, and the company had asked for what is your resolution and tag someone. And I scrolled down to see what everyone's resolutions were thinking that it would be like to lose weight. Mm. And so many people on there were talking about being kind to themselves or um, being grateful or um, living in the moment or those kinds of things. Mm. And I think that that's so much more this year rather than any other year I've seen with resolutions. Yeah. So I think last year it would have been the stuff like, lose weight for holiday in May would have been much more prevalent yeah Yeah, exactly it's just this this year has put stuff into perspective hasn't it Mm. I saw a thing the other day it was like no wonder the um the roaring 20s came after the Spanish flu (laughs) I was like 
we're about to go into the roaring 20s <laughs> come on Gatsby so excited. <laughs> can you imagine just that like when you're able to have a party oh my god wedding that? the first wedding oh I'm so excited for the first wedding weddings are so good anyway but like yeah. the first wedding that you're with you, when it's like a close friend and all your mates are there <laughs> yeah oh it's gonna be so so exciting or like I was saying the other day that when you first go on holiday in that heat that comes out like when you step off the plane yeah it's just gonna be oh. so incredible oh god, got a little, little like butterflies <laughs> so, so excited about that stuff and it, it, it's, it was it's like hu- just hugging people yeah I, I'm not much of a hugger anyway but I mean <laughs> this has been quite nice for me <laughs> I've been like don't touch me for many years and now people yeah. aren't so that's great <laughs> you're just gonna like go around coughing yeah I'm still not doing any contact by the way guys <laughs> yeah just in case yeah but I mean like giving my mum a hug and stuff like that I did mean more I family like yeah don't hug randoms <laughs> but I guess things like so my friend is her due date's tomorrow uh, um so wanting to see her baby and hold her baby yeah. that's you know that kind of stuff I want that to happen soon Having and also having friends be able to see Margot and Arlo as well. Like, yeah, I've not spent any time with friends. They've basically not seen her mm. because we had NICU. And then when we came out of NICU, I was like, my OCD was really bad and yeah. no one was allowed to see us basically for months. And then just as I was emerging um, in sort of December, January, February time, like a butterfly um (laughs) my wings were clipped (laughs) by covid so basically no one has essentially seen margot quite a lot of people we've got family that haven't even met her wow like not close family but yeah sort of um second cousins and things like that that we have we are relatively close to yeah no that's true yeah it's, it's it's mad shall we just do like a massive ball <laughs> like yes. just like for everything that we've missed just let's get massively dressed up and just everyone just split ball. the cost <laughs> yeah completely let's just let's just do it so literally so, roaring 20s pending roaring 20s oh my goodness yeah mad that it's actually like a hundred years later yeah it's a sign mm-hmm. What, yeah what of <laughs> get your flapper dress ready <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to aren't we yeah get your yeah. sequin jumpsuit at the ready oh a sequin jumpsuit I love I that Ryan was in pajamas and <laughs> Frankie was wearing a sequin jumpsuit for New Year's Eve <laughs> yeah I was just like do you know what it's been a crap year I need to end it with sequins I mean <laughs> there's no better full stop than sequins <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I was like, you know, I could just sit here in my pajamas in the same way that I have done for the entire of 2020, <laughs> or I could make myself feel nice. And that was part of my like looking after myself bit. I was like, yeah. I've curled my hair, I've put makeup on, banging. And yeah. And then I was like, okay, and now I'm going to take it off and get in my pajamas again. <laughs> <laughs> we went to well, bed at like nine. Yeah, I did. Like half, half nine, we were in bed. Yeah. Fine. I watched Bridgerton. Bridgerton did you I watched Soul have you watched this yet no I haven't got Disney plus I need to get it yeah you can get a free trial of it um but it is definitely worth a watch and that also put me into a a good headspace of what matters in life so I think it's a good film for that 
I wonder how long it'll be once life does get back to a semblance of normality before everyone's a dickhead again. <laughs> but one of the things that I think is important is to keep going back to this bit because it, you can so quickly get back to taking it all for granted mm. um, that you just need to keep checking in with yourself yeah. in some way. Um, so like, for example, I have this little sign on my desk saying living the dream which is massively cheesy and it's one of those like shabby chic signs that I got when I was like <laughs> like 10 years ago but I bought it when I first got on to the doctorate the course yeah. because I'd worked so hard to get onto the course that I bought it as a like you are living the dream and so now every time I go to complain about work I see that and I'm like, you wanted this really badly. And I'm like, okay. And that puts it in perspective for me. So maybe we need some kind of shabby chic sign. <laughs> Everyone needs a live, laugh, love decal on their walls in their yes. home. All right? A hundred percent. You only live once. You need it. <laughs> we all need tattoos like 2020. Yeah. That would, that would remind you. Hashtag 2020. Hashtag YOLO. Yeah, hashtag okay. loungewear. <laughs> hashtag loungewear I've hashtag loungewear many a time <laughs> well, and I'm not getting rid of loungewear that's loungewear is here to stay that mm. is a legacy of 2020 that I'm happy to accept <laughs> for sure and now I have some lovely loungewear sets from Christmas and I'm like I never had this before I have a jumper and bottom matching set that looks glorious so I'm keeping it Oh. So, but is it going to end up you know like when you buy a matching underwear set and you're like right I'm going to wear these matching and then I, I don't really know because I still wear my hospital pants oh yeah absolutely same <laughs> this is what I mean like <laughs> I will never wear matching underwear again because I literally will never give up my hospital pants no never I will never throw them out I had a moment where I thought do I need to throw these out and then no. I thought what a horrific thought to have <laughs> why, why would I ever not wear pants that reach my belly button ever again <laughs> they're just so good they are they're wonderful they are wonderful it's comfort comfort it it's is. like yeah why did I yeah. ever wear anything different not gonna lie I was wearing them before <laughs> But I discovered them only about a year and a half before Margot was born. <laughs> and at one point they were matching. No. No, okay. No. <laughs> I'm still wearing non-underwire bras. Yeah, well, well, yeah. And I think uh, I need to leave underwire bras in my past. That's fine. Again, the things that we can leave behind us. In 2020, underwire is one of them. Pert boobs is the other. <laughs> <laughs> Literally golf balls in socks. <laughs> I asked my oh. mum the other day, I walked into my mum, I was like, Do this, does this ever rectify itself? And she's like, look at me. I'm like, yeah, okay, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's something I didn't really know that would happen, to be honest. I wasn't ready to say goodbye to boobs. <laughs> at, at the beginning of this we kind of said well what are we going to talk about today and we wrote down like two bullet points of what we were going to talk about and then said we'll go off on on tangents and we'll just talk I didn't expect it to <laughs> end up here <laughs> <laughs> turn to shit essentially <laughs> this is what happens when we don't have a guest <laughs> chaos yes it is chaos 
yeah and do you know what i do i just enjoyed just chatting to you in general i don't know whether other people enjoy listening to it that's the thing <laughs> don't care <laughs> <laughs> it's just a podcast for us to just chat to each other that's fine yeah <laughs> no one's gonna hear the the safe word password safe word do you want to give the safe word now um underwire underwire <laughs> you swallowed quite comprehensively before you said that mm-hmm. it was an important moment <laughs> <laughs> your new mic was uh picking up on the um the little gap before that quite quite a lot it's crisp it is it's a very crisp mic apologies everyone can actually now hear me <laughs> i think one of the really important things about um miracle moon so going back to miracle moon stuff is how much of a um collaborative thing i think we want it to be so I know I ask a lot of questions on stories and want people's input, but it's because I don't just want it to be me preaching stuff or no. um, just talking to a kind of mm. slate kind of thing. I want or it to be classic. talking about our own thoughts or yeah, yeah, our own story. Yeah, exactly. I want it. It wants to be, you know, everybody's stories and everyone's stories are different. And I want it to be a helpful thing for everyone. So let's check out this thought with other people. Let's see if other people feel that kind of way. Mm. Or, you know, and learning as well, because I've learned so much within this year from Miracle Moon. Um, yeah. Like having a baby at term in the NICU. I didn't know a huge amount about that. No. Um, so just little things. Um I've learned a lot from everybody. So I w- want to say a massive thank you as well to everybody who's engaged because we we are little. We're only a little um, Instagram page at the moment, um, but it is a massively engaged audience and they're all so kind. Yeah, so kind and supportive it's, and yeah, open. Yeah, it's just like such an incredible group of people. Lovely. And in that vein our inbox is always open and if you are worried about sending that message or you have a question you'd like to ask but you want it to be anonymous Mm -hmm. just know that we will do that for you and there will be hundreds of kind and open and open-minded responses um, on the other end of it because the community that we are building and have built so far is incredible yeah I don't think we have ever got a negative no response or someone who shut someone down or um anything apart no. from someone who, uh, people who are completely validating like yeah we've never got that or even if someone hasn't felt the same we get messages of support saying i've not felt this myself but wow this must be hard yeah exactly not exactly. just sort of yeah not just sort of leaving it like even providing a positive in that respect and ourselves as an account we've felt um responsible to sort of challenge a few accounts that have maybe posted something that have been insensitive or mm-hmm. in poor taste maybe um mm-hmm. and even when we've challenged those people responses have been fantastic and positive yeah and apologetic if necessary or they've they've taken it and learned from it so we've literally not had one negative no no it's been which is amazing it is it is actually incredible considering surprising 
the internet <laughs> um but yeah. and, I, and I hope that it kind of continues um with that into the new year we just mm. keep keep growing and supporting and we you know we always say to people if people want to write if people want to come and do a takeover if you want to come on the podcast if you've got an idea of something that you want to do in however you want to do it you know we've had um, a couple of people doing IGTVs and stuff like that for us mm-hmm. um so if there's anything that you want to do it's not just about us is it it's about the whole community no. and also not just about oh come and tell your story mm-hmm. um that we're, I mean we're open for that as well um but it it can be something that you think might be helpful something that you'd like to raise awareness of mm-hmm. um yeah it doesn't have to be sort of a step by step of your story if that's not something you're comfortable with no for example if someone wanted to come and talk about like their experience of sending their kid to nursery like it's you know it's something that we've all we're all or lots of us will be going through um so just having another perspective on it is always useful Mm -hmm. and did people review this podcast they can it would be lovely yeah if anyone wants to review if anyone wants to you can do a star rating can't you you can. If anyone wants to give us a star rating, wants to review it for us, then that would all that's also lovely. Or just listen. <laughs> or just listen. <laughs> and let us know that you've listened. That's always that's always great. <laughs> Thank you for everyone who's liked, shared, commented, engaged. It's been a wonderful year um, with regards to um supporting each other. So let's continue to do that in 2021. Yes, I hope at least this positive corner of the internet can continue and grow in 2021. So it's been lovely to meet everyone. Yeah. Um, and we will sign off now, but as always, you can catch up with us on Instagram at miracle moon UK on the website where we've got various blog posts, but also information about how you can contact us um, and how you can contact Frankie. If you need more one-to-one support um, www.miraclemoon.co.uk. And we are on Facebook as well, which you can also find at, I think facebook.com slash miracle moon UK. So <laughs> it's all consistent across, but you should be able to find us relatively easily. So thank you so much. If you got this far, um, we will have a guest on the next podcast. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> But um, we hope to see and speak to you soon. Bye. We hope to see you again for the next episode. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram at Miracle Moon UK, on Facebook, Miracle Moon UK, or on our website where we've got various blog posts and Nikki stories from other families at www.miraclemoon.co.